1: that I was meeting. It was all the just different people and it was their energy of them wanting to get to know each other.
0: I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Espri Devora, born and raised LA, and I created We Are LA Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014. Continuing to help people find the best talent to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. Huge shout out and thank you to Greg, founder of Walkboard, helping making movies seamless and simple. So excited to have celebrated on the We Are Late Tech podcast. Thank you so much for your recent contribution to support us in moving forward. It's people like you that fuel our spirit to make sure that we have the energy and the sustainability to keep doing what we do. Thank you so much. Make sure to say hello to Greg on LinkedIn by going to Greg. I hope I'm not mispronouncing your last name, Maxka. It's G-R-E-G. And then last name, M-A-C-Z-K-A. Greg. Thank you. And tell them you found him via We Are LA Tech. Join thousands of people in LA Tech on our We Are LA Tech Facebook group, where you can discover events, job opportunities, and even housing. Go to com slash community. We'll take you straight there. That's com slash community. I think the most compassionate thing that we could do as business owners And as friends and just as human beings, is to put ourselves in someone else's shoes and kind of take a step back out of our own ego and explore how maybe the person we're interacting with sees the world, whether it be a customer, a family member, someone close to us, so that we could have an appreciation for their perspective and open our minds in order to become better communicators, more understanding and find resolution in whatever the conflict is at a faster, warmer and more accelerated rate. Kind of already said faster, didn't I? Don't mind me, it's 4 a.m. getting in my personal spots, wanting to make sure my team has everything that they need so we could get these episodes out on time. And with that, enjoy the next episode, bye. To have an incredible female founder based in downtown LA. Welcome, Puno.
1: Hey, hey. glad to be here. <laughs>
0: glad to have you here. Stoked to get into a conversation about People Map and all things you. In addition to your other company, you are a girl that does many things. You also have your creative edutainment side of things. And so I love creative, right?
1: Yeah, I love creatives. I love them all.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love creatives. And so tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do.
1: Yeah, okay. Okay, so I'm a a slashy. I am a high-level slashy, or some people (laughs) like to call it multi-hyphenate, whatever. I mean, I am a proud Jill of all trades, master of most digital things, I am the founder of I Love Creatives, which has been around since 2015-ish, and it started off as like a Craigslist for creative people because I was starting to meet all these new amazing people through social, through also quitting my job and having more time. And then just recently, 2018, decided to pivot to edutainment. And so since then, that's kind of been, it's been a wild ride, even though it's only 2018, but uh, it's been incredibly fulfilling for me. And I had a lot of hangups. I had a lot of hangups about calling myself a teacher and about calling myself an online teacher too. But now with Corona, it's been really interesting to see you know, the playing field level with colleges now going online people being at home and wanting to skill stack and just seeing where they value their education and what do they look for. And I think I really believe in online education. I believe in the democracy of education. So I'm really excited to see more people and more teachers to learn how to educate online really well versus just like passive income so I'm excited about that. So that's Isle of Creatives. And then People Map is an Instagram marketing tool. It grew because we created this tool ourselves when we were trying to grow our travel app. And we basically built it because I mean, we were stalking people on Instagram in a good way. You know how marketing wise. <laughs> and and when we were You doing- wanted to
0: see who you wanted to be friends with.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, at that time, I didn't even think of calling it this. But at that time, we were doing micro-influencer campaigns. So, And that's what we were looking for. And so Daniel, my husband, he's a full-stack programmer. He built it out for me because I was just doing all the marketing myself. Uh, I needed a way to kind of just amp it up a little bit. The tools that existed at the time were like $1,500, $5,000 a month. And I was like, "What?" <laughs> so it was either that or spreadsheets. So we just decided to build it. And later, after a year, kind of wanted to just pivot our businesses in general. So then we built it out, and it's been around since since then. I'm primarily focused on I Love Creatives, and Daniel is focused on People Map.
0: And I, not related to this podcast, somehow became a customer of People Map. I think I have engaged with your husband and from a customer support place trying to like figure it out. And it's surprisingly dope. I say surprisingly because I want to ask who your target audience is as a customer because I don't think it's actually me because I had a huge learning curve in figuring out like, like as an indie startup, Creator, like, where does this fit in my world? It, like, why is this important to me? Why should I be using this? Like, how should I be using this? And you're so great with the educational front. You actually create a ton of resources to learn from, but it did take a while. And I think I'm still learning. But once I got to understand the reporting feature, which I did not understand, that was only like a week and a half ago. I'm like, <laughs> what? wait, hold on. And then I had like a conference call with my team. I was like, you guys need to check this out. Like, <laughs> I, had, like, I had no idea. And now I'm all like, oh shit. Like people map is powerful AF. But like yeah. I had no idea. And I still think I only know probably a quarter of its power because I don't understand. Because you
1: have to learn digital marketing, you know, as well. That is a great question. I mean, when we first built it, it was an internal tool that we built based on processes that we made up because Instagram was being made up at the time. So fortunately, everybody kind of does it this way. I have a very specific way that I'd like to find influencers, find communities, find brands to network with, but everybody does it. It just, it's like a different, one, it's a different UI, and two, it's a different way to track it. And a way to see the stats and the ROI of things. But yeah, I think that's the hard part about PeopleMap is that there's strategy that we can't teach you because it's very specific to you mm-hmm. and your industry. Yeah, yeah. But it's flexible in that compared to other tools and that you can just start anywhere. Like a lot of people are like, man, I really just wish I could search for coffee shops in LA and then it'll just give me a beautiful list of coffee shops in LA. And I'm like, you can go buy one of those lists and it'll cost you $1,500, $2,000 a month. And I guarantee you will not get what you want because they have to categorize that. Somebody has to categorize that. And we do it a different way. We're like, what are all the like-minded people that are following each other following or commenting or engaging with each other Mm
0: -hmm. like okay let me give you guys an example and this is like a completely unsponsored commercial spot (laughs) but i am so so you all know that i love tools like i love software so this is very on brand for me to geek out like about people map but just to have an understanding because i think everybody like not using people map is for instagram is specifically missing out I do a lot with the Los Angeles tech community, for example. With PeopleMap, I was able to go to one of the investors' profiles that I know is really prominent in Los Angeles, I was able to see who's commenting on those uh, investors' comments. I was able to find the influencers within the comments. So the investor themselves is not an influencer, but I know anybody interested in that investor is interested in them for a very specific reason. And so then from that, I was able to find the influencers, find what they're interested in, find who they're connected to, and I'm able to more authentically engage and build community from it. And there's so many other things I'm able to see, like, how I'm doing from a value standpoint, week after week, month after month, I'm able to see how the We Are LA Tech podcast is doing, how the Women in Tech podcast is doing, how my personal account is doing. It's very vital insights and saves so much time. Another thing is we used to search for, let's say, Women in Tech hashtag. We would search Women in Tech hashtag, just normal Instagram search in order to authentically engage with people interested in women in tech, right? But with People Map, we could put the women in tech hashtag. Like one problem we have with searching the women in tech hashtag in normal Instagram is we get a bunch of bots or a bunch of people who are trying to like market BS. And so it, as a community... I don't get paid a lot to do that. This is my own thing. If anything, I'm in the red a lot of the time, you know? So we have to spend hours extra on our like volunteer time to go through bots and bullshit just to authentically find the right people to support and celebrate. With People Map, we could type in women in tech Figure out, like, I love it when I find somebody passionate about women in tech with like 500 followers. I don't care about your following. I just care. Are you real? Are you human? Do you really care? And so, like, people map empowers us to save time to find, like, quality people to engage with so that we could better support them.
1: Originally, of course, I thought it was going to be agencies or brands, but it's kind of incredible. It's it's a split 25, 25, 25, like 25% of the people are just people. Some people have an idea of what they want to do, but they kind of don't. Like some people are just like, I just need to learn and I need to figure it out. Then 25% are like brands. The other 25% are um, agencies. It's, it's really not a lot. And then the other 25% are these things called communities. They're just like, cohorts of people i would almost consider women in tech as a community community
0: yeah i see what you're saying completely
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and they're just like they're they know that this is the way that they can grassroots grow and as opposed to like knocking on doors going to a thousand events you can literally just you know network and attend the biggest conference ever totally how
0: big is people map and how big is i love creatives
1: what do you mean by big
0: how many people are on your staff? How long have they been around?
1: People Map is just Daniel and I, and then I Love Creatives, five employees, and a ton, a ton of contractors.
0: And are you able to share a little bit for both about uh, how many customers or ha- you have, or how many people are in your
1: community? With uh, I Love Creatives, gosh, honestly, I, I don't know. I think we have like forty thousand emails but what's more important for me is we have like over a thousand students now and with people map I don't even know honestly I don't keep track anymore but it's not a lot
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you haven't raised money for either right
1: oh no I'm a bootstrapper a hundred percent for now I think until I like know that I can 10x or I can really grow then I would take investment but uh, otherwise, I just, I don't really like that pressure.
0: Go ahead. Tell us, like, why Los Angeles? Were you, are you from LA?
1: No, I am from Houston, Houston, Texas.
0: And when did you move to LA? Uh,
1: I moved 2006. So I came here, you know, I had a job in advertising. I was at Tribal DDB. And then my uh, husband had moved Out to LA already. And then I was like, I want to go out there. I was done with Texas. And so transferred over and love it. And I think, you know, when I first moved to LA, I was in the advertising world. So I was in Venice. I worked at DDB, which is where Google is now. And then eight years later, I was at Activision as a UX UI designer for Call of Duty for like three years, and then left my job and my husband and I were like, let's do our own thing. And then moved to downtown LA because things were happening here. And I found myself driving from Venice to downtown LA at least twice a week. What? And so, yeah. Yeah. What? No. Yeah. Like, you should be the, like,
0: PR person for downtown LA. <laughs> I mean, yeah, happily. I love um, downtown LA. Like, what's it? I mean, <laughs> But Venice is where it's at, right? So is it not? Like, what What are we missing?
1: You're missing... Oh, it's a different world. So when I left my job, my work friends were all in Venice. My work friends were all on the West Side. When you don't work on a 9 to 5, I feel like you want to get lunch with people. And most of those people don't live in Venice. Or at least, you know, aren't in my income level. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> So, I mean, everybody that I was meeting on the east side of L.A. was just there was just a lot more freelancers There were a lot more small business entrepreneurs. And I'm not saying that. I mean, I I find a lot of those people in, in on the west side, too. I already lived in eight years in Venice. I loved Venice. It was great. You know, I think that like I was just ready to see other parts of L.A. and I could see myself moving to another part of L.A., in like another four years, you know? Because it's like...
0: They're all so different, yeah. So
1: different, yeah.
0: It's great. What resources have you accessed in LA in order to progress further as an LA Tech founder?
1: I mean, in the beginning with this, it was literally the communities that I was meeting. It was all the just different people and it was their energy of them wanting to get to know each other. I think that at the time, like there's some places like... Unique L.A. um, was a huge part. Unique L.A. You know Unique L.A.? Do you know Sonia? No,
0: I I don't. Oh, Sonia sounds familiar, but I don't think I know Unique Does it still exist?
1: Yeah, so Unique, they do like a a yearly market, or maybe it's biannual. Oh!
0: Oh, I know who you're talking Sonia about. Sonia Rosula. She's a ma- she's like such a heart-driven leader and she takes all the creatives of all the goods that they make and she creates this market for to help like amplify their art, their creative. Am I is that Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: It's a it's like a fair that they have a yeah. lot of indie designers. I just happened to know someone who sells leather bags at that unique market and I just ended up going there. And then one day when I was there, they had a booth and they were saying that they wanted people to come to this camp. It was like supposed to be an adult camp. I had just quit my job, so I wasn't making any money. It was, I think, it was like fourteen hundred dollars for like four days. And at the time, I was really kind of—I was burnt out. I was emotionally drained, and I was thinking about just going on a trip to like Bali or something, just to like be by myself and cry and decompress. And then when I saw this, I don't know. It was weird. I was like, oh, interesting. There's a bunch of content creators that are on there, and this is all new, too, you know, because this is like 2014-ish, 2013. And and then I saw like, oh, they're going to do like a Wes Anderson dance party and they're going to teach you small business entrepreneurship. And it didn't seem like it was like it seemed real, you know. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. I told my husband, I was like, I want to do this. And he's like, what? like. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up going by myself, like literally to camp, like get on a bus to Big Bear. And it was the most important thing that I had ever done in my entire wow. life because I had met. Okay. If you think about it, this is the first time that they had ever done the camp. They ha- they don't unfortunately do it anymore, but we were the first year. There was 150-ish people and all of them were like me and I, it's incredible. I mean, the roster of the people who were in that camp and what they've done since then is incredible. It was How a can good, you tell
0: us like a couple people?
1: I mean, one of them is one of my really good friends, Eva Goikachea. She helped me build I Love Creatives. So she was one of the people that was like, Yeah, let's do it. Like, let's go for it. And now she, um, she built, Tinker, which is a watch company. Then she built Mod, which is a sex company. I was an investor of it. Very small investment, but still one of my really good friends, Chelsea has an amazing studio called another and has built highly likely cafe in West Adams. There's just, there's a lot, there's a lot of people. Like, I think it was the first time that I just realized about Instagram too, because I didn't know about Instagram. Also, I was on an Android I, and I I did it too. Yeah, man. (laughs) And We didn't have Instagram on Android, so I needed to buy an iPhone. So I bought an iPhone because I was like, I guess I need to be on Instagram. And that was the reason why I got on it. And that changed my life too. So...
0: It's so interesting. So many people ask me, like, what event should I attend or, or who should I talk to? And it's, it's really not about trying to find the celebrities and the thought leaders now. It's about creating relationships with the thought leaders and celebrities of tomorrow.
1: Oh, yeah. Dude, that's a great line. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing that people forget is that we're all creating our own worlds right now. And you have an opportunity to share that with another person that's down to be vulnerable and like build theirs while they talk about what you're building. That's what made this entire process so fun and like just so fulfilling was that I happened to create and be a part and find a community of people in Los Angeles that were just like, yeah, I want to. I want to build stuff. (laughs) Totally.
0: Totally. I love it. And has there been an LA Tech founder or company or just even a professional that you've come across lately who's
1: really impressed you? So that's really interesting. You know, I actually kind of disassociated myself from the tech world when I first started because I was kind of burnt by it. Like I was doing freelance UX, UI design. I had been in a few situations where I was like around a lot of startups culture and I just, I really didn't subscribe to it. I knew from the get-go that I wanted a lifestyle business and it was so shunned on and I just didn't feel welcomed. It also kind of felt like, I don't know, it was just like this weird thing where it was always about you being like an Asian in tech or something. And I was just like, I don't, I don't know what <laughs> I guess it was just me. I'm just me. And so I ended up, and also, leaving, honestly, leaving the West Side was another reason why I became more disassociated. So I don't really know a lot of tech based companies or founders, to be completely honest. I know a lot of independent designers and product makers and community builders. And one of my really good friends is a jewelry designer. and I think the way that she's doing it, the decisions that she's making, the way that she markets herself is amazing her
0: let's give her a shout out what's yeah her, what's her website?
1: It's J Hannah Jewelry and she also has another company that is called ceremony and it's a it's like custom made engagement rings. but but yeah, I mean, I, I feel like for me, it's I, I think it's like what I see is, the struggle and where they came from and how it's really just like an everyday person making an incredible world, you know?
0: What can we do as a community here in LA to unify ourselves together? I mean, that is the mission of like, we are LA tech. So really what I'm asking is like, what can I do for you? Does anything come to mind if you're like, if only this existed, it would make it so much easier?
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I love what Mickey is doing at Grid 110.
0: 110. Yeah.
1: So, so Mickey is, I think she's doing a really great job. I did I2P with their first cohort and I didn't go through with that business, but it was a great opportunity. And I feel like, What she's building is something that's a really great place. It's that kind of mentorship, that kind of community is something that just needs to grow. But I mean, I'm sure you see that all over the place and on the west side too, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting how what I'm trying to do with We are LA Tech is unify all our little regions together in some sort of way. And it's definitely not easy, especially when we are driving that like if you drive from, you know, Westwood to Silver Lake, it's like you're going to another country unless it's three in the morning. And even then, sometimes it's like you're going to another country. So I'm trying to figure out a way to... With the most ease to unify everybody. and it's it's interesting. So I think I'll it's figure also it out
1: eventually, <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's it's tough with tech, right? Because sometimes with tech, it lends itself to be around the big boys. And it's not always like the small people or it's about and and this is I even gave this feedback to, with with Mickey, too, because I because I'm like, I love lifestyle businesses, that's how I want to live. It doesn't feel welcoming. And I think that like, you know, this whole, you have to have a big idea. You have to have a changing idea. You have to have an idea that's gonna like really make a difference is a lot of pressure and not necessarily everybody wants that and not necessarily everybody's trying to build that. And I think that's the part that's like always been hard for me is like, how do you communicate and tell an entrepreneur that you can build whatever you want but also be like, but you don't also have to go that crazy big and it's okay to be small and it's okay to, you know, yeah.
0: So I broke into Google. What? A DB? you know, at, uh, in San Francisco. So at the time I had my action sports company and I was really tired and Google built, um, this like sports calendar of some sort. And I'm like, Oh, but for traditional sports, like basketball, football, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm the only person in the world that has the whole database for everything going on in action sports. I'm going to find the engineers and I'm going to get Google to acquire my company because I'm fucking exhausted. And so I fly to San Francisco and I charge into Google to try to literally I'm out of my mind mind to try to find <laughs> to, to try to find these engineers. Now I can't even remember why I started saying this, but there was there was a reason and it will come back, it will come back to me. to try to find these engineers and they ended up like calling the cops on me because like uh, <laughs> yeah it was saying like, and I no way. In, my, in my Nikes with my like Adidas backpack and like I was like, oh my God, please don't let Google turn off my email. Like you know like anyway wild. Why did I start saying that I started saying that because oh Because I was building an action sports company. It was an action sports social network. It was the first action sports social network. And my vision for it was that I would be the Google of action sports, that I'd be the biggest action sports digital brand ever. And when I was walking around Google that day, I was like, I do not want... Google is like uh, citywide. I was like, I do not want this responsibility. I was like, there are like two dudes at the top of this. No way do I want what they have to deal with every day. And that's when I started to like really re-examine like what is a lifestyle business really? Because at that point it had been marketed as like a blogger or whatever. But like I think the word lifestyle business means you architect your life and then have what you do in your life match how you architected your life. And whether that's blogging or whatever, who? cares. Like what matters is like, are you enjoying the life that you're living every day? And so I'm all with you on the, I want a lifestyle business too. Like I think a hundred percent of us should have the lifestyle that we gain the most fulfillment by.
1: The way that I describe it to people is it's about what you're prioritizing daily. So if you're a venture-backed company, and I'm not saying that all venture-backed companies are bad. I'm just, here is the difference. If you're a venture-backed company, you're provided funding, and your goal is to make a return to your investors, and you have a timeline to do that. So that affects your decisions, and it affects how hard you work throughout the year. For a lifestyle business, the goal is to basically just make the founders happy or do whatever the founders want. If the founder wants to work and burn hours and grow fast, that's what they can do. They can do that as well. If they don't, if they want to slow growth and they want like a not as many employees, they can do that. They could also be like convert kit where they're like, no, we're gonna kind of be like, we're gonna really, you know, have milestones and push hard, but we also wanna make sure that we don't scale too fast. Like it's really just. Lifestyle business is just what does the founder want? That's it.
0: Totally. Where can people reach out to you to say hello?
1: Puno Dostres, P-U-N-O-D-O-S-T-R-E-S on Instagram. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much for being on the We Are LA Tech podcast. It's been awesome sharing this conversation with you.
1: Bye. Bye. Hi, my name is Puno. I'm the founder of I Love Creatives, which is a place to get edutained and the co-founder of PeopleMap.co, an Instagram marketing tool where you can grow strategically and build community. I'm based in downtown Los Angeles, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. Hi, this is Arlen Hamilton,
0: author of It's About Damn Time how to turn being underestimated into your greatest advantage. And you're listening to We Are LA Tech. I feel so grateful I've had the privilege of getting an advanced copy of Arlen Hamilton's new book, It's About Dan Time. She is one of the most inspiring venture capitalists I've ever come across. Her story from having absolutely nothing and being completely broke to being one of the most influential venture capitalists in the world blows my mind, and her book is insanely well-written. Right when I picked it up, I didn't want to put it down. She teaches me and us how to become the asset, how to be our best selves, and how to be a person that not only creates opportunity for ourselves, but creates an abundance of opportunity for others. I'm so proud to share her book with you, and I hope you'll pick it up, and I know for sure you'll be just as riveted as I was with each page you turned. Get It's About Damn Time. At it'saboutdamntime.com. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora. With help from Janice Geronimo.
1: Edited by Corey Jennings.
0: Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll.
1: Community Spotlight Coordination by Sarah Tran.
0: Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.